0: He's Christian? He's Jimmer. Welcome back to Two Physical Therapists and a Bag of Chips. And a dog today. And a dog. Bambi is joining us. Thank you for letting us borrow her, Kaylee. We appreciate it.
1: If you hear any background noise, that's what that is.
0: Yeah, definitely. (laughs) I think she found another tennis ball. I think she did. Damn it. We are going to review the Kettle Brand Farmstand Ranch, but first, Patella dislocation. Quite painful. Yes.
1: So I've heard. I've actually had several of these injuries, and I know you have too. Mm-hmm. I've never dislocated
0: my patella. Knock yes. on wood. Add some extra knocking. Patella dislocation is when the kneecap moves out of place. This is typically medial or lateral. If it moves superior or inferior, something else is happened and your kneecap is dislocated but it's due to either a patella tendon tear or a quad tendon tear, which is uh, a lot more significant. So we haven't talked about those but we're not going to talk about that today. Patella is another word for the kneecap. Uh, Interesting anatomy in this particular area is the femur. So the patella rides along the trochlear groove of the femur. Uh, the quad tendon, the patella tendon, all kind of grouped together. It's called the extensor mechanism. Its responsibility is allowing your quad to straighten your lower leg or what we call knee extension. Prevalence of patella dislocations is about two to three percent of all knee injuries. Somewhere in the neighborhood of five to 28 out of a hundred thousand individuals could experience this. It's pretty wide range, I think. Uh, generally considered on the lower end of that, so between 5 and 6 out of 100,000, but reported up to 28 out of 100,000. So that's a lot. Yeah. Uh, something we see quite frequently, though. Now, is this
1: just subluxation or this is this actual dislocation?
0: Well, subluxation and dislocation. I think that's important that we discuss that. Subluxation is where the kneecap moves out of the groove and quickly moves back into the groove. Uh, this is something that. Uh, is uncomfortable but is often not giving you prolonged discomfort and so people can think it didn't happen quickly. When you dislocate the patella has moved out of that trochlear groove and stays out of that trochlear groove for a period of time. Uh, hopefully it is relocated relatively quickly but sometimes that's not the case. No, sometimes it needs a little nudge so the, uh, the worst thing to do is to try to force it back in. <laughs> I get, can I tell a quick yeah. story? Yeah. Yeah.
1: So I was at one of my son's lacrosse games, and uh, there was a kid who had dislocated his kneecap, and um, I was getting on the field, and his coach was trying to pull it back. So the kid was lying on the ground screaming. His coach had the, his fingers around the kneecap trying to pull it back over the, uh, the lateral femoral condyle which doesn't usually work.
0: So, similar to a shoulder dislocation, the the more spasming someone has, the harder it is to get back in. So, if you're forcing somebody to do something they're not prepared for, uh, that's not going to work super well. The goal here is to calm the individual down, uh, essentially get them to, to straighten their leg back out. Most of the time when their leg is straight, it will relocate on its own. And if it doesn't, some additional uh, pressure may be applied, but you're not forcing it. You're just applying a little bit of. Yeah, actually, if you
1: <clears throat> and this, I've, I've been able to luckily do this several times. If you um, just put a little bit of pressure on it while they're straightening the leg, a lot of times they're clunk right back in. It doesn't yeah. need
0: any force. Just guidance. Gui- oh, that's a great word. Guidance. Guidance is the way to do it. Uh, in general younger athletes uh, particularly younger female athletes are the most likely to experience a patella dislocation uh, that does not by any means make them the only individuals to do so uh, this information is based on a 21 year population based study uh, published in sports health by sanders perrick hewitt et al in uh, 2018 so pretty pretty good long-term study there. The patella's main function is to improve the line of pull for knee extension, so it it allows for a stronger uh, knee straightening and and quad muscle activation. Uh, The patella travels superior and inferior within that trochlear groove uh, upwards with extension, so with straightening, downwards with flexion. It moves medial and lateral a little bit. This is generally to tolerate rotation Uh, and not so much uh, through muscle firing. Some of the other causes of patellar dislocation are a shallower trochlear groove. This is something that is uh, genetic to an individual. This isn't something that, that tends to develop over a period of time. A powerful contraction of the quad with knee flexion and external rotation is one of the mechanisms as well as trauma. Other genetic reasons and other things that you will see that are that are more common in these individuals are increased genu varum and genu which is basically, uh, or oh, sorry, valgum. This is where the knee is basically knock-kneed position, and then a hyperextended knee position. You also see differences at the hip with increased antiversion and internal femoral torsion. You can see some tibial torsion. Uh, you can see that the patella ligament, aka tendon on the tibia, has more of a lateral insertion. You can get uh, contractures of the lateral patellar retinaculum. This is usually due to a, a previous injury or a repetitive use. There can be something called medial patella retinaculum attenuation. That sounds painful. Yeah, I don't really know what that is. Um, I believe it just means that there's less tension in the medial retinacular tissue, which allows the patella to slide more laterally. Hypoplasia and dysplasia of the patella. Hypoplasia or flattening of the trochlear groove, which you already mentioned, actually. Uh, patella alta, which is where the patella sits higher. Atrophy of the vastus medialis muscle, which is, again, sort of a, an old-school myth, the VMO being the only thing that pulls the patella <laughs> Inward, uh, vastus medialis is one of the quad muscles. It, like all the other them, all of the other ones, are innervated by the same neurological input. So it's virtually impossible to work just one of them in isolation.
1: No, no, no. no. If you do like lateral rotation, straight
0: leg raises with your toe in and or out, or yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. Um, we Um this for hours. Which is a flat foot, um, and then generalized joint laxity. So something like this would be more common in somebody who's got like Ehlers-Danlos syndrome uh, or anything else that would result in uh, in kind of a lower tone. We mentioned it previously but the medial patellofemoral ligament uh, is often torn with a lateral patellar dislocation. The lateral patellofemoral ligament is not as often torn. Uh, medial patella dislocations are not as common. I can't really think of a primary medial patella dislocation that I've seen myself. But maybe maybe it happens. It probably happens, but just not very common. It's got to be traumatic, right? Oh, it's very traumatic, I'd have to think. Um, Forced from the outside. Yeah. People who experience this are more likely to experience it again in the future. Uh, This definitely takes us, in terms of PT, towards the control, the femoral position you can strengthen your quads all day long as we mentioned the mechanism is a powerful quad contraction so that doesn't necessarily age you what we can do is if we can control your rotation at your knee so increase your hip strength particularly the ability to prevent unwanted internal rotation and adduction we can limit the patella's translation within the trochlear groove to to be in a position where it wants to dislocate Obviously, the longer you go without dislocating, the more likely all those structures are to stay in the position we want them in, and the better off you're going to be in the long run. So, if you dislocate it, it's not the end of the world. Now, if you
1: dislocate it multiple times, though, it's like the shoulder, right? The more often you dislocate a joint, the looser it becomes, the more likely you are to dislocate it. So, there are some surgical interventions, not sure if you were going to talk about that.
0: Yeah, there's a bunch. Uh, next week we're going to discuss one of them, a tibial osteotomy. This is where you move the insertion point of the patella tendon. But we're not going to get to that today. That's that's way too much for one podcast. But I think it's time to move on to trivia. Last week's trivia question. How much poop does a rhino make in a single defecation? That was brilliant. Right in time for the Christmas spirit. We try to be as timely with our things as possible. So an average rhino poop is about 10 kilograms or 22 pounds. Really well done, Caitlin and uh, Tony Kria. You guys you guys nailed it. Uh, we want to say thank you very much for all the Christmas cheer to Kunkel, Amber, Hecky, Mark, and Alan, the Breakaway PT. Uh, thanks for guessing, guys. We appreciate you. This week's question... The first Lord of the Treasury is better known as. By the way, nothing to do with Lord of the Rings or any of that stuff. Nope, it's a uh, it's a it's, it's a government a title. title, within the. Uh, we'll say the 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 United Kingdom. Ah. Uh, the you give first it Lord of the Treasury. First Lord of the Treasury. Prince think so. William,
1: like by the way, is wrong. Yes, that's not his
0: thing. No. Chip time. Kettle brand. Farm stand ranch, chip-to-air ratio, 40%, pretty decent. We've got a uh, a blue bag here. It's, uh, I'm, not, I'm not excited. It looks like
1: chives, doesn't it's it? It's ranch. It's got onion, cream.
0: Basically it tastes like sour cream and onion.
1: Yeah. Disgusting. um um Good chip, though. because yeah, this is a kettle chip. Mm. Kettle chips are always good. I know you want a chip. You're not getting a chip. You got your own treats. I'll take one more because I'm a good sport. There you go. No. I'm going to go two thumbs down. I'm not getting that
0: taste out of my mouth for the next three hours. It's a good thing we've got a block of chocolate over here. (laughs) Um, I'm going to give it one thumbs up. It's a good chip. It's kind of a light sour cream and onion flavor. It's not quite as strong. I mean, you don't really get a full ranch flavor here. I definitely think you get a little bit more chives and uh, cream. Yeah. Sour cream chives. I don't know what farm stand ranch is versus regular ranch, but oh well. I know. You're jealous. You're not getting any. Yep. No chips for you. Thank you for listening today. Next week, we're going to go over tibial tuberosity osteotomy, which is one of the surgical options with a frequent patella dislocator. We're going to review the Red Rock Deli Fire Roasted Jalapeno. Now we're talking. That's compliments of a friend of the pod, Peter Jennings. Uh, Peter. If you liked today's show, please tell your friends, follow, review, subscribe. If you want more information about this topic, give us a follow on Instagram throughout the week and or Twitter. We always post some useful stuff on there. For more information on Rebound Therapy, check out the website, reboundclinic.com. He's Jimmer. I'm Christian. Thanks for listening.